Sorry About the Mess Studios presents The Jedi Steps with your hosts, Stefan Bell and Michael Crable. And welcome back to The Jedi Steps. My name is Stefan Bell, and as I am recording today, we have 224 days until Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi hits theaters. Thank you so much for joining me on this very special day and very special episode of The Jedi Steps. As we are recording this, it is Thursday, May 4th, 2017. May the 4th be with you all. It's kind of a fun holiday for us all, really. I mean, it's not really something that, uh, you know, Lucasfilm actively promotes. They, they obviously will capitalize on it. There's sales going on today. People are talking about it constantly. Marathons, uh, you know, parties, things like that. People are, are celebrating all over the U.S. and all over the world, for that matter. Uh, but it's not really a big Lucasfilm holiday. But you know what? That doesn't matter because it is for us fans. And uh, we will celebrate it until the cows come home. Personally, for me, I, I took the day to uh, to do a little bit of celebrating with some friends. Went over to a good friend's house, uh, made some blue milkshakes, watched a little bit of uh, Return of the Jedi, played some Star Wars trivia, and just had a, a, a wonderful time. Um, I hope you all either have or are enjoying uh, the day as well. And if you haven't, you know, kind of engaged in May the 4th uh, practices in the past, maybe uh, carve out some time next year. Watch a movie or two. Um, have some fun. It's a it's a good time just to engage. Um, a lot of people, you know, were thinking, hey, May the 4th, we're going to be getting, you know, some, some big news coming out today. Um, you know, unfortunately, that did not happen. Um, but you know what we do have, we do have more rumors, more little tidbits here and there. It's going to be a bit of a shorter show because Michael, unfortunately, uh, was not able to join us this week due to some unforeseen circumstances. Uh, but we're going to soldier on and keep moving on. It's going to be a bit of a shorter episode this week, which, uh, I know some of you are, uh, (laughs) very thankful for. We have been a little bit long winded as of late. I believe the last time that Michael and I both did a, uh, Jedi Steps episode that was our wrap-up from Celebration, and we were uh, pushing two hours with that one, which is, uh, you know, difficult for us to do, but I'm sure, you know, difficult for you all to listen to. So we're going to make an effort uh, to be a little bit more concise moving forward and, uh, you know, get across the news, still converse about it, still add our two cents into everything that we're talking about, but, uh, you know, be a little bit more economic with how we're saying things. Um, So in that spirit, I'm just going to jump straight into what I'd like to talk about today. First and foremost, we have a little bit of news uh, that's kind of a crossover between uh, The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens. Um, Anthony Bresnikan, reporter and uh, columnist for Entertainment Weekly, uh, took a little time to pour this special May 4th episode, um, not episode, a, uh, an article rather, um, on, on the, the, the website. Uh, this one was entitled Star Wars, The Last Jedi Director Asked for a Droid Swap in The Force Awakens. Um, you know, the, the basic content of this article states that, uh, while The Force Awakens was in production, Ryan Johnson was obviously working on his early script 
scripts drafts for uh, The Last Jedi. Um, he knew where they were going to be taking it with J.J. Abrams and uh, kind of where he had to take the story from that point on. Um, but in the process of, of the filming, he actually made a bit of a request for J.J. Um, initially... Ray was going to be hopping on the Falcon, going to uh, Octo with Chewbacca, um, but instead of R two D two accompanying him, it was going to be BB eight, um, the the droid buddy that uh, had been accompanying her for uh, most of the film at that point. Um, in order to kind of rectify that, uh, Ryan decided that uh, he would you know ask JJ for a favor. He says, "quote uh, Yes." The big favor was I asked if R2 could come with Rey and if BB could stay behind with the Resistance. Originally, it was going to be BB-8 who went with Rey, which makes sense for the story in a way. But I asked, can you do me a solid and switch the droids? Um, he decided to to request that uh, BB-8 remain with Poe, the person who uh, you know he really has been paired with, the person that BB-8 belongs to. Um, and uh, bring R2 on that final sequence. Um, on the one hand, you know, BB-8 has kind of uh, taken the world by storm, and I don't think anyone would ever dispute that or have cared too much if uh, he tagged along. But um, the, the thing is, Ryan knew that R2-D2, one of the central characters of the saga up to this point, um, had largely been taken out of commission for the entirety of The Force Awakens. So he decided to try to rectify that by um, requesting that R2 come back on the Falcon uh, and have a bit of a reunion with uh, his his master. Um, interesting idea, uh, and I think that was probably the smart move. Trying to reintegrate um, a central figure like that was probably a good call on their part. Um, I'm, you know, kind of, uh, sad on some level, maybe not sad is the right word, but, um, you know, it's a little bit interesting to, you know, have, uh, BB-8 finally, you know, sticking around with Poe, um, so it'll be a bit of a different dynamic with that character in the future, but I'm happy that R2 is going to be reuniting with Luke in The Last Jedi, um, but basically, that's the the long and the short of that particular story. Um, you know, there it has been a pretty slow news week um, as far as you know that kind of thing go. The people had speculated we were going to be getting uh, maybe the release of a title for the Han Solo film. My guess is that that's not going to happen until July for D twenty three Expo. Um, other people had speculated that uh, Vanity Fair may release a spread of photos for The Last Jedi like they did um, this day in 2000, I guess that would be 2015 uh, for The Force Awakens. Um, I'm recording this at 9.04 p.m. on the East Coast uh, on May the 4th and uh, no such luck as of right now. Um, doesn't mean it won't happen, but uh, hey. We'll just have to kind of wait and see. Um, the next little thing that we are going to move to is, uh, you know, some rumors. We 
have basically two main sources for our rumors. Um, that's MakingStarWars.com and Star Wars NewsNet. Making Star Wars generates their own rumors, their own news, their own stories, and Making Star Wars does a little bit of that, um, but mostly is an aggregator for everything that's important um, in the Star Wars universe today. Um, first thing is coming courtesy of uh, the Making Star Wars podcast. This is podcasting. Um, you can find them, you know, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and their own website. Uh, but uh, Jason Ward, the the editor in chief over at Making Star Wars, uh, made a few interesting comments uh, about things that he's been hearing uh, in the background about the Last Jedi. Um, he said these things on the Last Jedi teaser breakdown that they had, uh, episode one seventy seven of their show. Um, Kelly Marie Tran's character, Rose, um, apparently is a little bit more of an engineer than a maintenance worker, um, described Johnson, excuse me, not Johnson, uh, Jason Ward. Um, a little pedantic to me. Um, those are more or less the same thing, um, I think, at least on the level that she's going to be working on. But, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Um Apparently, the trailer isn't quite indicative of the texture and feel of the film as far as Jason Ward has seen it thus far. Um, to some people, that may be encouraging. Other people, that may be a little bit distressing. To me, it's a little bit neutral. It's, uh, it's a very vague statement to make. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm open to, you know, whatever it comes. Um, as far as costumes go, I, there is more than what we've seen in the trailer um, especially because uh, Jason Ward believes that what we've seen in the first teaser is really primarily being pulled from Act 1. Um, so there will be more costume changes in uh, The Last Jedi. We'll be seeing uh, characters take on multiple clothing sets. So uh, for those of you who are collectors out there, like the the figures, uh, you'll definitely have a lot of different variants that you'll be looking for uh, this coming holiday season. Um, the shot where we have uh, the bookshelf inside of the tree, um, that is probably one of the most enigmatic, excuse me, enigmatic shots in the entire trailer. Um, don't know what these books are about, don't know exactly what's going on there. A lot of people had speculated that the uh, the books seen in that tree are hidden inside of um, the tree that we see in the leaked set photos from last summer. Um, in those set photos, we have a picture of a, a tree that uh, appears to be a burned. Um, from uh, what we're getting in this episode... Um, Mr. Ward believes that those are in separate areas uh, to some extent. Um, the shot of Phasma walking through the burning debris um, is believed to be part of Finn's adventure inside the Mega Star Destroyer. Um, this is a point where I disagree. Um, I think if you examine the the shot of Phasma walking through the the fire and the debris I think that the uh, the flooring and the the placement of the uh, shield in the hangar uh, pretty clearly match up with the resistance hangar uh, that we saw being destroyed earlier in that tr same trailer um, the next bit is um, a little bit about Kylo um, apparently the the shot of Kylo's shattered helmet 
uh, laying on the floor that uh, may be in the med bay while Kylo is being treated. Um, he, Jason Ward also uh, kind of implies that uh, he may have seen a photo of Kylo in a hospital bed with an FX droid next to him um, and the shattered helmet on the floor. Um, there's been some discussion that I, and I don't believe that we've talked about this on the show yet, that uh, Luke Skywalker may be wearing a, a relic around his neck in The Last Jedi, um, and this is believed to be uh, a necklace containing the at least the crystal of Darth Vader's lightsaber. Um, we are not sure if this actually exists yet, or if this is the the backstory for that necklace. Um, we haven't even seen the necklace in any kind of set photos that have been shown. Um, but uh, apparently, this is just kind of a, a background detail, and um, we it may not play a, a large part in the plot, if any part at all. If any, uh, it may have something to do with Kylo's um, motivation to seek out Luke and uh, and capture things from him. Um, Kylo Ren obviously, you know, had the, the mask of Vader. Um, so finding uh, a piece of Vader's lightsaber may be uh, a priority for him. Um, there are going to be uh, several different uh, costumes for Luke in uh, the Last Jedi, but um, to this point, Jason Moore has not seen any kind of lightsaber um, sticking around in those costumes. Apparently, Luke does have two um, other, I guess you could call them um, accessories. One of them is uh, a walking stick, and the other is some sort of cattle prod, um, but no lightsaber has been seen as of yet. Um, and no, neither the lights, the walking stick nor the cattle prod apparently turn into lightsabers themselves. Um, the cattle prod is the one that's really getting me. What is this thing? Why is he carrying it? I, it it's just really not connecting with me. Um, maybe is, is this kind of like that baton that uh, Finn fought that stormtrooper with in The Force Awakens? I really don't know. But um, that's, you know, kind of what uh, the scuttlebutt is right now. Um, in episode 178, uh, there uh, are apparently um, a number of times where compare, uh, components of Darth Vader's stuff show up in the film. Um, the, the fact is that Luke has um, a necklace with a red crystal around his neck. Um... The possibility of it belonging to Vader is just speculation on their part, apparently. Um, but at uh, the same time, it's backed with um, what you know Jason has heard about Vader's stuff showing up sometime in the film. So uh, we'll just have to kind of wait and see there. Um, we talked about the bird creatures on Octu, the Porgs. Um, those have been called, apparently that is their official name now. Um, apparently they may not just be the quote-unquote guardians of Octu. Um, they don't fly, and apparently they don't attack anyone, but they are really just kind of wildlife on the planet, um, and appear to be connected to it, uh, through the Force in some deep way, and, uh, defend it when necessary, 
how what that means who knows um, it appears that these birds are flightless and are not connected to uh, the converries seen in the animated series um, apparently there was a picture with Luke Skywalker with one of the porgs um, and that uh, there was a number one connection in that scene don't know exactly what that means um, talking about the cattle prod more still confused at what this is supposed to mean um, their assessment of what they've seen so far apparently if there is an A story it is with uh, Ray and Luke um, a B story could be considered Finn and Rose on their adventures and R2-D2 and Chewbacca would be a C story with uh, the Porg showing up in that C story again this is a, an area where I don't really have a whole lot of evidence to back it up with but I would disagree because I think that obviously leaves out uh, you know Poe and the rest of the resistance maybe they're caught up in Finn and Rose's story but uh, I I think this is a little bit inaccurate um, Luke apparently has some sort of fancy Game of Thrones-esque uh, patchwork outfit um, that shows his robotic hand um, and then a dark quote-unquote garbage bag outfit that he may wear over it uh, along with his glove. Um, this may be the the suit that uh, is kind of made out of leather um, and has a hood that looks like it's kind of knitted that we saw in uh, the, the panel from Celebration. Maybe not, that's just speculation on my part. Um, apparently, uh, Luke will change from the you know the costumes earlier in the films. Obviously, we've talked a bit about that before. Um, and apparently, uh, there will be a scene where Luke tells Rey what her connection to the Force is. Um, this is kind of something that has been expected and really um, is necessary for this to be a satisfying movie to anybody. Um, finding out, you know, Ray's parentage, her connection to the Force, what's going on, starting to get answers really is is paramount to this entire situation. Um, it's said that um, Luke may discover something about Ray that scares him and makes him unwilling to train her um, in the way that he wanted to initially. Um, again, that may be speculation, could have something to it, don't know. Um, and instead of simply being uh, a new Jedi like Luke thought, um, Ray may be some type of harbinger of the end of the Jedi, um, explaining that line, the final line from the teaser trailer. Um, interesting thoughts, some things we're going to have to mull over, um, and I'll definitely be bringing some of these up with Michael next week when he, we are back on. But um, yeah, that's it's some interesting stuff. Um, continuing kind of our streak with talking about things from The Last Jedi and from MakingStarWars.net, uh, we have a couple of more informa bits of information about um, Finn's journey throughout uh, the movie. We have seen set photos of this uh, tall, lanky creature um, that you know Finn and Rose appear to be riding in uh, the Croatia set that uh, photos leaked out from earlier. Um, it's been, you know, 
named the quote-unquote space horse uh, for a while now. But apparently the name of this beast is actually a falthier. Um, I believe I'm pronouncing that correctly. Apparently they are racehorses um, used on the planet uh, Cantobite. Um, and uh, this since this planet is supposedly a casino world, um, these races of these you know giant space horses are uh, going to be you know a, a source of betting um, on this planet. So uh, it's, it appears that uh, Finn and Rose break into a stall of some sort and uh, steal this horse to get away from bad guys. Apparently, they will be. Uh, pursued by uh, the Star Wars equivalent of, uh, you know, tuxedo-clad bad guys chasing after them. Um, And uh, the bad guys, you know, crash their speeders um, along the way. We've seen little bits and pieces of this uh, from the leaked photos over time. So, um, they're... They're... um, chase scene I guess we'll call it uh, appears to end in I guess the equivalent of a coffee shop um, to meet their uh, scheduled contact um, the, that coffee shop is uh, being described by them as uh, something akin to a coffee shop um, except with a bit of a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory bent to it um, the beans appear to be brightly colored, um, looking like candy, quite honestly. Um, but, uh, obviously I don't think this is their intent. Um, definitely going to be brightly colored, lots of visual information going on there. So, uh, that's kind of the, the long and the short of it. Space Horse is called a Falthier, and we're going to be seeing, uh, you know, Jelly Bean Coffee Shop. Um, both of these looking very weird you put that in conjunction with the porgs that we've heard about from earlier um it's shaping up to be a very creative and uh bizarre take on a star wars film um which you know part of me thinks that that's really something that's needed um lucasfilm has kind of been playing it safe with the force awakens and what we got with rogue one they they kind of went on the greatest hits uh but i think that we really do want something new we've talked about that before and uh you know swinging for the fences is not something that i will ever fault uh, a star wars director for um so yeah kind of neat uh not a whole lot of substance there but a few things to note um while we're on the subject of not a whole lot of substance uh, we do have a little bit of news relating to the Han Solo movie. Um, Again, not really news, but um, some things of note. Uh, Making Star Wars is reporting that they have some uh, different character names. Um, We already know that uh, Woody Harrelson's character will be named Beckett, Um, but earlier last week, uh, they mentioned a couple of other names on uh, Making Star Wars of what characters that uh, we may be seeing popping up. Um, These alleged names are Mother Proxima, Val, and uh, Drayden Voss. Um, Personally, uh, the only one I can really speculate on is uh, the Mother Proxima. I think that this may be 
the uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge character. Uh, we already had uh, heard rumors that she was going to be a CGI uh, droid character, and the the name Proxima definitely sounds uh, droidish to me. The mother, a little bit less so, but uh, you know we've had weirder things. There's a you know a droid called Flo in Star Wars, so who can say? Um, there appear to be uh, several other character names that uh, making Star Wars is going to be throwing out there. Um, whether or not these are for sure their names, or if these are kind of you know working titles of their names, um, I I don't have any kind of word on that specifically. But um, we have Rebolt played by Ian McKenney. Excuse me, not McKenney. Ian Kenney. Um, Moloch, played by Harley Durst, and Moloch's henchman, played by uh, Tinin Hong. Um, they have also heard about uh, two other possible names, Gremin and uh, Emile's Nest. Um, one of these may be a location rather than uh, an actual character name. But, uh, you know, hard to say. So the list of characters that we know for the Han Solo solo film to this point is Han Solo himself, Chewbacca, Lando Calrissian, Beckett, uh, and then allegedly Val, Mother Proxima, Drayden Voss, Rebolt, Moloch, Moloch's henchman, Grem, and possibly uh, Emile's Nest. Um, that one out of all of them sounds the most like a location name so uh yeah there you have it um that's kind of the long and the short of it um we're coming in about 25 minutes right now and wrapping up the news um like i said shorter episode this week guys thank you uh for bearing with us it's been kind of a, a rocky weird time for us uh at the sorry about the mess productions but we're working on seeing what we can do to overcome that in the future um but like i said thank you so much for joining me uh for stomaching just hearing a single person's voice read you the news this week uh, we will be back next week with a regularly scheduled episode but uh, in the meantime, for the Jedi Steps, my name is Stephen Bell, and may the 4th be with you. Hey everyone, it's Gizzard Davis. Thank you for listening to the Sorry About the Mess production of the Jedi Steps. Stephen and Michael greatly appreciate your support. You can listen to them each and every week wherever fine podcasts are posted. If you ever feel led to leave them feedback or ask a question... You can email them at satmpodcast at gmail.com. Find them on Twitter and Facebook simply by searching Sorry About the Mess. And for everyone here at SATM, may the force be with you.